G'day guys and girls, welcome to the SC Playbook Question and Answer Podcast for NRL Supercoach Round 10, Magic Weekend, so excited for it, awesome time of year, a uh, great concept that the, the NRL have put together in recent years, I'll be heading up for the weekend, so looking forward to it. Uh, let's get straight into the Q&A podcast today, and the first question is from Will Sampson. He asks, is it a good week to hold trades? Yeah, look, I think it is, provided your team is the right setup. I spoke on uh, the SC Playbook podcast during the week about trying to save at least one trade this week. There aren't a lot of great trades that stand out to me, at least not with my team. I'm pretty happy with a few that I've got. I was fortunate enough to bring in Dill Brown last week. I think he's a great trading target this week. We'll get to a few of the other targets later on, but essentially, I, I don't, I'm not convinced on a lot of them. And where I was looking to, to maybe save trades this week, I'm now having an eye on round 13, obviously that first major buy round, and I'm not I'm not entirely happy with where I'm at with it just because I've got a few players that may or may not be there for me. I initially had Josh Schuster penciled in as one player for that round two. I think by that stage certainly should be there, but who knows? I've got Reese Walsh pegged in as someone who should be playing for me, but you know he's a sneaky origin call-up. I do think he'll be available for us, but uh, he's one you know you can't really bank on being available. And the Phoenix Crossland I've got, the Knights obviously play around 13, but I've got Carl Olawapu looming next week as a potential, potentially a really good buy at bottom dollar. I think he'll be starting sooner rather than later. So if we're going across them to Olawapu trade, that will be actually removing... Not only one trade, obviously, between now and round 13, but a buy-round player in Crossland who, look, he may have been a sell anyway. He might play 80 minutes in, in that round. He might play 20 minutes in that round. So hardly the end of the world. But, again, it's one player that, you know, is likely to drop out. So as far as my team goes, and we'll get to my trades at the end of the episode, but I am probably now looking at using at least one, possibly two trades this week just to get myself a little bit better positioned for round 13. However, if you look at your numbers and you think, oh, I'm pretty comfortably going to get to round 13 and have, you know, 13 players playing, which is what I think should be the aim, 13 to 14, then, yeah, I think there's a genuine case uh, to save one or two this week. Question from Matteo. Can't decide between Gutho or Dillbags. My fullback 5'8 combo currently Trell, Walsh, Munster, Icat. Am I better trading Walsh to Gutho? Marzu to Graham and Taruva to Dunster or Icat to D-Bags? Mar- Mate, a lot of, lot of question things going on there. Let's talk Gutho versus Dillbags. I like Dillbags in that one. I just think I was out at that game last weekend and he looks so good. And I think first and foremost, firstly, they're both good buys. So, you know, you can have both. You don't want to overcommit to Parramatta players because of the round 14 buy. Be aware of that. But... Dillbags hadn't scored until last week against the Knights. They'd had a pretty tough draw to start the season, Para. Uh, you know, they started with Storm Sharks, Manly, Panthers, Roosters. They had the Broncos in there as well. So he scored his first try last week. He'd had a lot of try assists off kicks. Basing 36, which is elite for 5'8". He's in the 5'8 position, which is pretty tough at the moment because... Cam Munster, I don't think he's a buyer because there's origin looming. His chance at rest around there. He missed three major bye weeks. Cody Walker, happy days if you got on him at bottom dollar, like when he got down to what, about mid 500k or whatever. But he's top, top dollar now. So do you want to pay up for Cody at that price with some tough games coming up? 
I think Dill Brown is probably the buy there, just because there, there are, there's a lot of quality options and a lot of quality pot options at fullback uh, around Clint Gutherson. That being said, both terrific buys, but if I had to choose one of the two, it would be Dylan Brown. Question from Andrew, is Wiramu Greg a play over Sunia Taruva? I don't think so, mate. Greg, I have a, a couple of concerns around Greg's one, not trade that I am eyeing off. But the great Walson Carlos, uh, 2019 runner-up, does the Sunday Night Weekly Wrap podcast for SC Playbook. Very intelligent footy mind. And Walsh has given a bit of a breakdown around what he thinks the minutes might be at the Eels with. Obviously, Andrew Davies being named to start. Ryan Madison coming back from last week. I know Davey Edge, but can play a bit of middle. Maddo's the exact same. Probably, as, it's, as named, he probably comes on as a middle, but we don't really know what will happen. That side could change come game day. I was pretty keen on Greg, and then I saw Walsh's breakdown, which has, it says... With RCG put long-term, I think Hopgood out long-term. I think Hopgood is still a better option. The question was around Horsburgh, Horsburg versus uh, Hopgood. He says, Para middles, 240 minutes to go around. Likely breakdown. Maddo, 60. Balo 50 to 65. Makatoa, 15 to 30. Wiramu, Greg, 15 to 30. Brackets, 50 minutes Max between Makatoa and Greg leaves 65 to 80 for Hopgood. Disregard last week's blowout. So, look, I think Greg plays more than, certainly more than 15. I think he's won the trust there of Brad Arthur. But even if he maxes out on Walsh's assumptions of 30, that makes him probably not a buy, to be honest. Or not so much not a buy. I still think he's a decent buy, and he's certainly one I'm eyeing off at the moment. But in terms of, back to your question, the play, I I know we've said this a bit, but I just think you've got to go to the upside of Taruva. His base was outstanding early in the season. That has fallen off a cliff. Put a line through last week's game when he scored 20-odd because it was just in those horrible torrential rain conditions out in Bathurst in the low-scoring affair at the Tigers. So of them two, you know, what, Greg might score you anywhere from 25 to 50. You've, Taruva should get you 30 to 40 with an upside of 100-plus. So you've got to chase that upside. Question from James. Hey, mate, thoughts on going Eli Katoa and Taruva to Lane and Johnston? Eli Katoa, despite this 11-day uh, concussion policy that you're, you're meant to miss, if you're, you know, Category 1, you miss 11 days, he's playing this week as it stands. So, look, the fact that he's playing, oh, he's now probably dropped to, to pod range, pretty low ownership. I like what he's done this year. Look, he's fine to sell, but... If I knew he was going to play this week, I'd have held him last week and not sold. So I actually don't mind Eli Katoa as a whole. As I said, that being said, him to Lane looks a pretty good trade. Taruva to Johnston, I would wait one more week. Johnston, I think I'll be trading in next week. Buy coverage, I want a piece of that gun bunny side. They play the Tigers next week. They've got the Storm this week fresh off a buy, getting some troops back. Break even, I think he's 56, so... Barring a monster score, he's not going to go up much cash. He may even lose some cash if he goes low again. So I think Johnston is a buy next week. And Taruva, I know the Warriors have been solid this year, but tough game against the Roosters in the wet last weekend. Pretty quick turnaround for them. Look, I think Taruva's worth giving one more week. See if he can get a couple of tries and, and inject a few new cash, uh, cash rises for him. Question from Chris. With Cowboys not a top side this year, looking to give up on Val Holmes. Thinking Ronaldo, is there someone else you would target as a top CT dub pod? Thanks, mate. 
Yeah, Val. I mean, look at this. He, last week against the Sharks, when they got belted, he scored 26. Prior to that, his lowest score all year was 46 points. He's still averaging 63. Roosters this week, obviously a tough game. Then he goes the Dragons and the Tigers before being, you know, he'll miss 13, 16, 19 to Origin and has buyers in 19 and 15. So certainly a sell before Origin. I'm going to wait until after that Tigers game. I'm going to persist with Val because he scored well despite, you know, the Cowboys struggling. Are they going to get any better? Look, they're not going to get any worse, I don't think. So I'm holding Val, but you know what? All the points you make are valid. I can see why people would be selling Val now. There's still plenty of value at him at 667K. Break him at 73. So if he goes poorly this week, he shouldn't plummet too much money. But you can sell him now and get that value. Not entirely against it, but yeah, I'm holding Val. On Molly Talo, great buy. Really good buy. We know he's bombed two horrific tries this season, so could have added those on as well, which would have been line breaks. Scored nine in round one. Since then, he hasn't scored under 60. Scoring a lot of tries, but... You know, what is a winger? That's what he does. The Sharkies are humming. I think they're outstanding this year. I love watching them play. I love the way Nico and Maddie Moylan link up on both sides of the field. They chop and change all over the shop. It's unreal. So, Mooley Tarlow, the left, the last season, the right edge was, was often more dominant, which is a rare, relatively rare thing in rugby league um, at times. But the left edge this, this year is getting all the ball. See for Talakai. His hands last week outstanding. So, yeah, I like Mooley Tarlow. No round 13 coverage, but you know what? People will stay off him because of that. Dolphins this week into Manly, into the Knights. Good draw. So, you know, if he goes nuts, it could be 800k in no time. So, yeah, big fan of uh, now, though. Guys and girls, there'll be uh, a lot of people sitting there listening right now, and uh, they probably had an absolute Barry Crocker of a weekend on the punt. They woke up Monday morning and went, bugger it, I've spent too much. Banking out not looking real good. Uh, unfortunately, as much as lots of us, myself included, love a bit of a punt, it can, it's an easy thing that can get out of hand at times. So uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just something that I think your, your times you've got to sit back and go, all right, I might not have a major problem, but I don't have complete control over it. So look, there's free help available with Gareth Wyatt at Sequel. I had a coffee with Gareth the other day and we were having a chat about things and how, how to get, like, got a great heart, Gareth. He's a lovely man. We were talking about how, well, firstly, there's been some SC Playbook podcast listeners who have reached out already and, and have sought advice from Gareth around this sort of thing. And the, the point that he made to me was that there are so, so many people out there. They might not be problem gamblers. They might not consider themselves problem gamblers. And they might not be, but it doesn't mean that, like, you're just losing a little bit of control over it. They hear ads like this all the time, trying to push people towards going to organisations like Sequel that can help out, and they it takes them 150 times here over and over again to have the courage to go, you know what, I could be more in control of this, so then they reach out. Don't let that be you. If you are in that position now, and each week you've heard me talk about Sequel, and you've said, oh, could be me, but no, nah, I won't, just reach out. It's very, very easy to get in contact. You can do it via the email gareth, G-A-R-E-T-H, dot w at sequel.org.au that's sequel c-e-c-a-l there's also a phone number you can call it's completely confidential of course 029559 reach out via those channels those details also available there is an, uh, a, a graphic in our weekly wrap stories on the sc paper web- website this week so you can grab them there if you need question from kirk 
Thoughts on Big Red, Corey Horsburgh, the man. So let's get him up. One that I'm I'm seriously considering this week. I don't really want to play a third front rower, so I currently must have Tappany, Welch, and Horsburgh. And I don't want to spend more money on a third front row. At the same time, though, like my third front row is Stefano, who can maybe make a bit more cash, but he might sit around that, that his price at the moment. Corey will make some money. So the big thing with him, 544K, break even six. The Raiders are three wins on the trot, and Big Red hadn't played more than 49 minutes a game prior to that. The last three games, he's averaged 71 minutes. Scores in that time of 56, 62, and 98. He had a try assist, lineback assist on the weekend against the Dolphins. Look, you'd be surprised if the Ricky Stewart changed his minutes based on the form that the Raiders have had in recent weeks, and they're on a winning run. I think he's a very good buy. My negative on him would be that he had five offloads last week, all effective. The issue being that I think since round... He'd had one offload before that since round two. So it was round nine and an anomaly week where the offloads came out of nowhere. We know he's got it in him, don't get me wrong, but was it a one-week instruction from Ricky Ship saying, mate, free the arm, whatever it might be, and this week it goes back to normal? Or is this the regular now that we see him offloading? Because one offload in about five, six weeks prior to that, if it does go back to that, look, still a solid buy because he'll get through his work rate if he keeps those minutes. Uh, that's probably my only knock, but you know what? He only has to offload once or twice a game on top of his his base the last week. It's 52, 60, 61. Jesus, I'm talking myself into it. Uh, I love the bloke, so every chance to come in my side this week and offers buy coverage. Yeah, look, pretty hard to knock. If he loses minutes, we can flip him around 14. He'll still do a job in that time. Josh Papaletti also likely for origin for the Maroons, so can hopefully jay a few extra minutes in that time. Well, not extra minutes, but at least job security around his current minutes. The big fella does want to play 80 minutes, though. He wants to become an 80-minute man, so that, that helps as well. Junior AFL prodigy, the big fella. You wouldn't believe that. A front rower in the NRL, prodigy might be a bit of a stretch, but he was a gun Aussie rules player as a young bloke. So there you go. He's got the tank. Question from Tom Adams. Thoughts on Cleary to Brown via Isaiah Katoa this week? Yeah, look, Cleary's the big question mark this week, isn't he? I don't have strong feelings about Hold V-Cell on Cleary because the argument either way is so strong. To sell him, 885k, 166 break even, nice matchup against the Warriors this week, but then into the Roosters and Broncos into the bye, which is the origin week anyway. He'll obviously miss round 13, 16, 19 due to origin. Fortunately for Supercoach-wise, the Panthers do have their next two buys on major origin weeks. So the fact they've lost two on the trot, if they do happen to lose, you know, even one of their next three, which is every chance, then they can't, I mean, they can afford to rest him, but it's not as if they're sitting one, two and very comfortable. What I'm looking at is the Dragons in round 14. They play Sunday afternoon. So you'd think it'd be a decent enough chance to back up for that one. You know he want, he'll want to. That's a nice matchup. Warriors this week's a nice matchup. So they're wounded, the Panthers, in the sense that they've lost two on the trot. And that, to me, just says Cleary will step up. We've seen it time and time again. Lots of people sold him after, I believe it was round four or round 
three when they had the bye. He came out and went 124-158. So I am going to hold, but I understand why people would be selling. And, yeah, look, mate, if you're getting rid of him, then Dylan Brown via Katoa, happy days. Question from JL. Who would you trade out first for Big Red? Welch, Preston, or Hosking? It's going to be Welch for me, mate. Uh, doing a solid job for owners. I think he's got under 50 once this season or something without going very high. Hopefully starts freeing the arm and offloading a little bit more and gets a few 60-plus scores. But Preston, Hosking, 80-minute edges. You know, no origin concern or anything like that. Welch, also a chance to play origin. Doesn't play round 13 regardless. Nor do the other two, to be fair. But uh, I think Welch is the one to go there. Question from Bockefeller. Garrett still a buy with Chaboyevich out or in doubt? Chaboyeviches out or in doubt? Trade in for Hammer. Uh, isn't it funny, Garrick? Watching last week and you're going, oh no, it's centre. This probably won't end well. It didn't. He scored 35 and you're thinking, look, I was never going to sell him even if he stayed at centre at 545k because <clears throat> I think he'd not bottomed out as such, but I just... With round 13 coverage, a proven gun, I couldn't do it. Obviously, he dropped down so much from that concussion against the Panthers in round six, but now he's back on the wing. Tommy Turbo's been named. Would I be buying him this week? There you go, the Broncos, Sharks, Raiders. Mm, probably not. Just want to see Manly show something more. If Tommy Turbo's ruled out as well, that'd be a massive blow. I... I would certainly monitor him ahead of round 13, but I don't think I would jump on this week against the Broncos, who are going to be really fighting. I think the Broncos win this comfortably off a loss last week. They're full strength. Hass and Man back, so Manly missing Gerbo is massive. There's 50-odd tackles gone through the guts, so someone else is going, going to have to make and probably won't. So, yeah, I, look, I wouldn't buy him this week, but I, I think he's every chance to be a buyer before round 13. Miss Jane, is Marzu a sell if playing head-to-head? No, I don't think so now. I, I get the head-to-head uh, specifics of it because the big reason that he's a, a hold in overall is obviously the Knights play round 13. So, you know, I've got the bye this week, three-round average of 49, very underwhelming. He scored one try in that time. Bye this week into the Titans next week in Newcastle. They then have Sharks and then Manly in round 13 who will be missing... Probably Jake Trebojevic, Tom Trebojevic as well. So it's a pretty decent matchup there. And, yeah, look, I just think Marju's got more to give. I know his break-even's 92, 649K. Put it this way, the, the old the old saying, Supercoach, of, like, do, you want people that scare you not to own. Tell you what, it scares me not to own Greg Marge. You, He based 44-41 the first two weeks, and then since then he's been you know, mid-20s to early 30s. So not as good, but I just I really do think KP 5'8 on that left edge will help him and I, I would be sticking strong. And look, while he's more of an overall hold, I get the head-to-head sell. He's still a damn handy number for you in round 13. So if you can jag a win there, it might be off the back of a Marju ton. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be holding strong on Marju. Question from Jay. Is it bad to hold Cleary and Walsh even though price drops, brackets, especially Walsh with matchups? Look, I spoke about Cleary already. Walsh, I'm holding. Absolutely get to sell. I am hoping KP is the Maroons fullback for Ogen. Walsh is available around 13 and he's an absolute gun to have in that week. That being said, 725k, break even 160. 
Storm and Panthers coming up the two weeks after this. I, I understand it. I understand the sell with Reese Walsh. I like the matchup this week against Manly with, with a few faces missing and just bouncing back, the bounce back factor for the Broncos. <laughs> I get it. So, look, I'm a little on the fence with this one at the moment. And, look, it could be one that I can see myself flipping and getting rid of. But at this stage, I'll be holding Reese Walsh. Question from Hobbsy. Pick two to trade out from the list below. Sipley, Utakamanu, Taruva, or Eli Katoa. Struggling with post-Sipley syndrome and whether to sell, given he has the round 13 by. Far out. Feel sorry for people who brought Sipley in last week. The first His first two games of the year. 51 and 63 in 43 and 44 minutes, based 40 in those two. Looks set to make some decent money, and then 17 minutes against the Titans, and it was sin-binned and suspended for, I believe, three weeks. So, as you said, he'll be back for round 13. Uh, his suspension will be up, so he'll play that week. As I said, Jerbo will be out there, potentially Olaquatu, so should come back fresh and play decent minutes. He's out a fair while, though, isn't he? And then Manly also have the buy around 14. Look, if you really need the the extra number for round 13, you can hold him, but I think he's probably a sell, and I think Utakamanu is a sell. Nick Andreas, boat race at the Caxton. You, Guru, Kempi, and Maddie versus myself and my mates. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know about Guru being in our boat. Uh but yes, bloody oath, I'm all for that. This is going to be a big weekend. I'm that excited for it. So bring it on, boys. Let's get through some rapid-fire ones as the afternoon is getting away and I need to get to my trades. But question from Lucas. Hey, Timmy, factoring their pros and cons, would you pick out, who would you pick out of Peachy or Greg as a downgrade for Stefano? Mate, I would go Tyrone Peachy. Question from Andrew. Who would be the top CT dubs playing round 13? This will be very rapid-fire. Let's go through it. So... Dolphins, Dragons, don't crucify me if I miss anyone here. Uh, probably no one. Maybe Jermaine Asako if he can maintain that form, but wouldn't go out of my way to get him. Dolphins also have a buy in a couple of weeks. Para versus Cowboys. Sevo has the upside. Pensini, both solid, but I prefer other Eels players, and I wouldn't overcompensate due to the round 14 buy, so I wouldn't probably be going those two at this stage. Cowboys, no one until they show a bit more. Warriors, Broncos. Maybe Stags if he's about 200k. Cobo will play Origin. Reese Walsh, oh, you said CT dub. Uh, maybe Farnworth, a bit of a smoky by then, maybe. That being said, the Bronx will be missing a few due to Origin. Warriors, mm, don't love any of their backline players. I like more their forward supercoach prospects. Bunnies, AJ Brimson. I think Campbell Graham will play Origin, so I'd be ruling him out. If Isaac Thompson can sneak back in there, he's going to be quite cheap. Plays around 13, and I like one. But, yeah, as I said, very keen on Thompson. Raiders, uh, a lot of talk around Matty Timoko. Going really good, averaging 60. I just think the Raiders lack attacking upside, and I think they're a CT dubs with higher ceiling. So you won't go wrong with Timoko, but I prefer others. Knight, Marju, Lockie Miller. Lockie Miller's one that I'd really like. I'm eyeing him before round 13. He's just such a goer. Uh, and Manly, obviously, Ruben Garrick. You'd like to see Manly show a little bit more, but at the same time, they're sitting six. They've had a few injury concerns, so uh, Rubes is probably the one there. Maxi Bryden, one of the all-time great human beings, SC Playbook BBL contributor. Great, great fellow. And he asked, taught me out of Turbo to Buller. Uh, mate, I'd talk you out of anything if we need to. Uh, 
So Turbo, firstly, the trade's fine. Nothing, no knock on it. We've spoken about Buller already. He's going to make good coin, etc., etc. Tommy Turbo, I just think if you held through last week, you break even to 87, he's 594k. So I'm still generally under the belief that, like, man, they're sitting sixth. They don't desperately need wins. They're not last and going, we, we need to get off the bottom mix than that. So if he plays, they're pretty confident that he doesn't aggravate the, the groin or whatever's going on. He sounded like he was close last weekend. He's just not worth that much in the sense that even if he does flop this week, he's not going to drop that much cash. Breaking him 87. To start the year, I know this groin niggle might be new, but to start the year at 97, 103, 58, 106, and then he slumped in three games. 26 against Penrith. Everyone goes bad against Penrith, except Luke Brooks. It's 57 against the Storm, hardly bad, but again, really difficult opposition. He had 38 in base that game. Then there was the Tigers game, went poorly there, 37 in 71 minutes, and he did tweak that groin, so missed the last 10. Again, hardly horrible. Titans, uh, sorry, Titans, Broncos this week, not a great matchup. Into Sharks and Raiders, but is there a chance he plays round 13? If he does, like if he is copying a few niggles, maybe he stands down from Origin. Purely speculative, but to be honest, if he's if he's not one hundred percent, it wouldn't shock me. And maybe he's a number. So yeah, look, I'd be relatively tempted to to hold him one more week if you if you do still have him. But if freeing up that cash from Buller allows you some big trades the next couple of weeks and help with your plans, then yeah, go for it. My trades for the week. Look, because there's no Thursday night footy. Busy, busy week getting prepped for Magic Round. I think it's it's very open. So I, I'm going to be working them out up until probably tomorrow at 6pm in the first game, Doggies Raiders. Honestly, I reckon mid-show I might have taught myself into Corey Horsburgh. I was looking at Utakamanu to Greg. I still don't mind that, but I don't mind shoring up the front row position a little bit more. Obviously, Stefano, who's... He's a solid backup front role to have there at this stage in the year, but you can have... The thing I like about Corey Horsburgh is that he's a potential keeper in that position. So like, if he does keep offloading and does keep the 70 minutes, you just lock him in there long-term. The Raiders also play around 16, so he covers two major buy rounds. Yeah, I'm warming to him. So looking at Stefano to him... And I mentioned before that I wanted to reassure my positioning around the round 13 by a little bit. As it stands, like if I was to make, say, a Stefano to Corey trade this week, firstly, I'd have to make another one. So I'm going to have to fund it because initially I had jotted down Stefano to Werrimu Greg. Still make her, but that would give me eight players in round 13 going in to round 11. Round 11, there's every chance that my trades will be Crossland to Carl Oluwapu and Paul Alamotti to Alex Johnston. So because you're crossing out Crossland and bringing, bringing in AJ, I am still have, would have eight going into round 12. Five trades in round 12 and round 13. You get three trades for the three major bye weeks. So I'd have eight. That's including Josh Schuster and Reese Walsh, which both a few question marks around. So I'd still get to, to 13 easy enough. I've got to boost up my sleeves if I want to use them, but I'd want to save them for a bit later on. I just would like to reaffirm and bring in probably two buy coverage players this week or at least be a bit more proactive around that. So 
that is what I'm thinking at this stage. And yeah, I'll need a little bit more cash to free up if I do want to go straight from Stefano to Corey Horsburgh. Um, but in saying that, yeah, the, I'll put my updated trades in the SC Paper subscriber WhatsApp chat once they are confirmed. Captain Nico Hines, lock and load. If Reese Walsh stays in my team, he'll be my vice captain against Manly. Sit V starts, all pretty straightforward for me. The one I'm still tossing and turning over a little bit is Peachy versus Taruva as my fourth bench spot. Look, if uh, if the big red man comes in, he would be my fourth bench spot, and I probably wouldn't play either. However, if it is between Peachy and Taruva, oh, it's really hard. But I'm leaning towards Taruva just in the hope that he can get over for a try or two. And hopefully the uh, the Panthers can put a few on the Warriors in that one. From a Supercoach perspective, from an NRL perspective, I hope the Warriors belt them, to be honest. It'd be lovely to see. So that's it for this week, guys. Hope you enjoy Magic Round. Anyone that is up there this weekend will be at the Caxton with the Rogue League Guru, 4 p.m. Friday. And then with Bloke in a Bar, 1 p.m. on Saturday. So pop in, have a beer, say good day. Looking forward to it. Cheers, guys, and good luck this weekend.